What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. We got some updates today. First up, we're going to be talking about Zach Levine and his first presser since re-signing with the Chicago Bulls. We got a lot of good quotes coming from him uh, in that. We're also going to talk about continuity. Now that the Bulls have re-signed Zach Levine, and we know that AK was always going to bet on continuity in this offseason, what that really means for the Chicago Bulls as we head into next season. The Bulls fans are also the second happiest in the league, according to the report. We'll get into all that, plus ESPN running a fake ball sack sports article. We'll get into all that and more today's Chicago Bulls Central. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans. So, Zach Levine had his first media availability since uh, re-signing with the Chicago Bulls, and there are a lot of good quotes to come out of this, right? But one of the things, before, like, outside of just the quotes and things like that, because those are going to be a lot of the headlines you see, it just, for me, right, it feels good that the Bulls locked in a player uh that's going to be in his prime and i know some bulls fans and we'll, we'll talk about that in the in the second segment as far as like bulls fans and some people thinking the bulls won't make the playoffs and being idiots and stuff like that but what we will talk about with zach levine it just feels good that the chicago bulls locked in a player in his prime and a player that just wanted to be in chicago when's the last time we had a player that just wanted to be in chicago really you know i would say what the joe kim noah derrick rose era there's just players that just that are really good, that just want to be a Chicago Bull. It's been a long time uh, for that. And, you know, most of the time, most of the players, like Jimmy Butler, never really got his big extension here. We traded him before that. Um, and, and you know, Chris Dunn, Lowry Market, and all that. That whole generation of Bulls just not working out. Wendell Carter, everybody that we had to send, send out, things like that. Um, it just feels good to have somebody. He's going to be here throughout most of his prime. He's 27 years old. This contract is going to cover him through his 32-33-year-old uh, season. And because of that, it just gives the Bulls another building block to really continue to build on. I know some Bulls fans were are, and still are doubtful of, of if Zach Levine will live up to the max or not. But listen, everything was pointing towards this. The Bulls had to re-sign Zach Levine. Um, everything that they pointed towards, everything that they've been doing for the last couple of years have been leading into this extension with Zach Levine. And for some reason, some fans really did think, hey, no, DeMar's now the best. That everything's going towards DeMar. No, that was never the case. But let's go ahead and get in to some of the quotes from Zach Levine. I'm just going to start off with this one. When he talked about bypassing free agency, it was once I was able to meet with Mark and AK and they came to me with everything I wanted. There was no other, no other reason for me to go outside and look at any other team. I think that would have been for me disrespectful in my end. He also talked about his heart being in Chicago, which is going to be the quote that you see a lot. I'm even going to have it on the thumbnail of this video. And that's just what it boils down to. Like, and, and you know, the fact that he took no other meetings with teams, the fact that he said to him he thought it would, it would have been disrespectful to do so, and his heart being in Chicago just gives you all the good feels. But outside the feels, also some of the things that he talked about in this was, you know, uh, texting uh, Andre Drummond, Goran Dragic, talking about the work that Patrick Williams has put in this season, even talking about uh, Daylon Terry and his competitiveness and, and, and everything like that. Zach Levine, I think, is going to grow. He's never... The thing with Zach is I don't ever see Zach being the verbal rah-rah leader, right? I just don't see that. It doesn't seem like he has the personality for that. Zach Levine is more the, I'm going to go out on the court. I'm going to do it that way. I know we need a big bucket. I'm going to be the one to really take that on. Things like that. Zach Levine is that type of, of leader, so to say. Now, do we still need that verbal rah-rah leader? Yes, I do. I, I think every team needs that. And I don't know if Zach Levine necessarily turns into that, but we'll see what happens over the course of who else we bring in. We know that Daylon Terry, it's a lot to put on a rookie. Does he eventually grow into that role in, in the upcoming two, three years, something like that?
something like that. We'll see. All that remains to be seen. But as of right now, Zach is taking on that leadership that leadership role in a way as far as making sure he makes contact with the new incoming free agents, making sure he's touching base and encouraging the other players around him. And I think it's going to be the Bulls are going to have a very competitive, I think, and 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 inspiring um, training camp. I think I think this training camp, even though last one felt a lot different as well, I think this one with the with the additions of Dalen Terry and the fact that he was not even afraid to jaw jack at Patrick Williams and Patrick Williams gave him some of that back. But Zach Levine coming in with confidence, coming in with the knee, he said his knee feels great. Um, and that and them, you know, making the playoffs. Yeah, they didn't have the best showing in the playoffs, but at least making the playoffs in that coming in. I would assume in the second year, Lonzo Ball, if he is healthy, like we talked about yesterday with this quote and walking off, all those things I think are going to lead to a very good training camp for the Chicago Bulls. And we'll see if that helps them hit the ground running similar to what they did last season. But let's go ahead and talk about the next topic. Let's get into the segment number two. And that is continuity. AK had always preached about continuity. And no, me, I did it here on this channel. Bulls fans have done it. It was natural. What deals were out there? Would the Bulls make a trade? Things like that. But AK was always telling us that unless a... A, a deal that clearly made the Bulls team hugely better pre, uh, presented itself that the Bulls were always going to make uh, uh, bring back and bet on continuity. Now, a lot of the things and teams like, you, you know, you're going to have people even in the comments here that say, well, Miami's better. We're not going to beat Miami. Boston's better. Uh, uh, um, uh, the, the, the Bucks are clearly better. Things like that. And I understand that, right? But guess what those teams have that the Bulls won't get by going out and trading a bunch of people? They've been together. That core has been together for quite a bit of time, and they've continued to add to that core. So how does and how will continuity, if it does, help prepare, pr propel, <laughs> prepare, propel, prepare, you know what the hell I'm saying, propel the Bulls into, into being a better team next season? And I think when you look at when you look at the teams that have had forms of continuity, um, especially teams that haven't been together long, right? It would be different if the Bulls were one of these teams that have already been together two, three, four years, and then we're like, well, the continuity hasn't gotten us anywhere. The Bulls having that continuity in this season, if it does end up helping, is the, the clear thing that it's going to do is having that that additional year, having that learning each other better. Hopefully, Billy Donovan and uh, continuity has to be a part of him as well, right? I don't want to take the coaching staff off the book as well. It's learning to use the players better, coming up with a better scheme, coming up with a scheme that covers up some more of their issues on the defensive end for players that have that, helping players on the offensive end a little bit more. One of the things with Billy Donovan's rotation in this, I'm not afraid to say, is that it did get stagnant, right? His 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 coaching schemes got stagnant. They never really changed over the course of the season. They never really added any other wrinkles. They didn't adjust even to, you know, the injuries and things like that. They pretty much ran that same system and tried to run those same things regardless of who was in and who was out. And some people would say that that may be a benefit. I think if you had a team that was doing better, right, especially down the stretch, it would be easy to say, "Hey, this is a benefit." They they could run the same thing regardless of who's in, who's out. But I think I don't think players were kind of put in the best uh, situations and used in the best way for for a handful of players and just off the top of my head I don't think Lonzo Ball was used to, to his 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 max potential at all I don't think Patrick Williams when he did come back was used to his skill set um and his ability to you know run the offense through him a little bit more never really got to see that outside of games where it almost didn't matter for Patrick Williams even Kobe White who I know is like a uh, uh, the the black sheep of the Bulls community right now, and people don't want to say anything positive, and everything just wants to be negative about Kobe White. But even Kobe White, during that, like I said, half of the season where he was averaging 16 points per game, 
was really just turned into a spot-up shooter. And in my opinion, I know some people disagree with this as well, is that I, don't, I think Kobe's better as a scorer, not just a shooter. When you make him just a shooter, you're taking some things out of him. With that being mean, what that I mean by that is you're going to have to put the ball in his hands and not just expect him to catch and shoot, not just expect him to come off screens. Now, those do need to be aspects of his game. Don't get me wrong, but there are going to be times where you do have to put the ball in Kobe's hands it, he's going to be on this team. We need the bench score, and there are going to absolutely be times of that. So those type of things, if Billy Donovan can add, how do they unlock Dale and Terry? What do they do now with Andre Drummond? How do they add him into the game? Using Vooch better as well. There were games, yes, Vooch did shoot the three, and it wasn't falling, and they kept going to it. But there are also times in which Vooch was cooking in the first half, and then he got two shots, two or three shots the whole second half. We need to get better. That continuity needs to also come from the coaching staff now having additional years and times with the same core and learning how to use them better, putting them in better situations, learning how to get um, better things out of them, the players knowing each other a little bit more, being smarter, evolving, uh, Vooch being more of that down low and then working himself outside at times type presence, things like that. How does Patrick, a full season, hopefully knock on wood, of Patrick Williams and Vooch being that starting front court together, how do they help cover up some some of their, uh, their uh, efficiencies as well? Um, so things like that, we got it. We got to, we, we hope that continuity helps bring clarity to some of those things. And it has to, if you're going to bet on continuity, if AK, and this is, this is not if anymore, this is what they're doing. You have to use that continuity then in a way that you're using what you have better. If not, then it's, you're keeping the same thing and doing the same things. And you're not, you're not going to get the, you're, you're going to get lessened results in the NBA every year. That if you if you bet on continuity every single year that you bet on continuity, but you're not adding or nothing's changing, you're actually getting worse, right? So we got to see this team get better through those things that I mentioned because otherwise, yes, the East has gotten better. Yes, the, the, there's more tape on the Chicago Bulls. So if they're running that same exact system as last year, there's way more tape about that out there. So to not get worse through continuity, it means that you have to be more um, creative in how you use the tools on your roster. And we'll see if the Bulls do do that in this upcoming season, because if they don't, not going out and making a deal this offseason is going to be more and more and more and more glaring as we continue to move forward. But with that being said, um, a, 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 a report came out, a study came out that ranked the Bulls and called them the second happiest uh, fan base in the NBA. And I was completely surprised uh, to hear this and to read this because, A, especially being on this creative side of things, right? Being in, in on Twitter, on social media, in YouTube comments, things like that, all you really get for the most part is fans that are, that are negative. Like it's it's way easier to think that that vocal, that small but very very vocal community um, is is it for the Bulls fan base. Now again, I don't know how this study was done. I don't know how they came up with these numbers. I don't know what they did to get to get these. But just you know, seeing that the Bulls fans were happiest, were second happiest in the league, only behind the Memphis Grizzlies, and to talk about that that um. That list, so out of the top 10, Memphis was number one, Chicago number two, Miami number three, Golden State number four. All those make sense. Number five, the Sacramento Kings. What the fuck are Kings fans happy about, right? What are they happy about? What the fuck are y'all happy about? If you're a Sacramento Kings fan, let me know down below. What the fuck are you happy about, right? You have the most inept franchise in the NBA. Like, what What the hell's going on down there? What, what, what do you got? Maybe, you see, and this is what it, it comes from. They're happy because they just know that their team's going to suck. So it is what it is. Every win is a victory for them. But with that being said, Sacramento Kings, that's the top five. 
the Denver Nuggets, Cleveland Cavaliers, Los Angeles Lakers, Milwaukee Bucks, and Los Angeles Clippers round at that, that top 10. Again, Cleveland. If you are you live in Cleveland, you got ain't got shit to be happy about. What the fuck are you happy about? But it's good to see the Bulls high up on that list for a fan base that, you know, like I said, especially if you're in what I do, it's a very vocal and loud community that are just in discontent over everything that the Chicago Bulls do. You even have the guy here who, like, every, uh, if you say anything positive, you're an AK apologist, and he's a fucking idiot, right? You have people like that. Yeah, yeah, there are a lot of people that in this fan base, and I'm just glad to see that they don't actually represent the fan base, that they are, while there are members of the Chicago Bulls nation, and I love them, right? I love all Bulls fans, but some of you guys are idiots. Like, like I'm just going to be clear. I'm not even going to mix words on that. Some Bulls fans are just dumb, right? And that's in every sports franchise. Some bull, some fans get upset if they if the creator doesn't say that the opinion that they want to hear out their mouth. Some get mad and think that they know better when the Bulls don't do what they think they should do. They they get upset at that. But fucking idiots like Danny P in the comments, a fucking idiot, right? A lot of these people like they they just they listen. It's understanding we have our emotions wrapped up in this team. I have my emotions wrapped up in this team. Hell, a lot a big portion of my family income now comes from covering the Chicago Bulls. On both sides of here and locked on bulls. But when you have people who are who just get so wrapped up in their fandom that they think they know better than than the the front office, it's an issue, right? It's an issue. Like, I get it. I get pissed off too. You guys know. I was I was the one that was sitting here after the Bulls won the game telling you guys exactly how this the second half of the season was going to go left because the Bulls weren't playing well. They were winning games, but the way that they were winning them was going to lead to more issues as the season went on. So, yes, we have to keep our head on the swivel. We have to be able to evaluate and 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 objectively take a look at what this team's doing. But that object objectivity also has to come. It can't just you can't just use objectivity as a reason to be negative. Objectivity also has to come by trying to look and see what this team does and evaluate it as, hey, all right, while I don't like it, let's take a wait and see approach. And a lot of that comes with things like Dalen Terry as well. There are so many people now saying that Dalen Terry are going to be a bust. This guy has never has not played a single actual NBA game. He hasn't gone through an NBA training camp. Guess what? The trainers that are there gonna go that are gonna be there and supposed to be there to help him work on his shot mechanics, things like that. Haven't even got to to work with him yet. And they're saying Daylon Terry's a bust because they thought they got their feelings so wrapped up in EJ Liddell being the pick. And keep in mind, this is coming from the guy who's literally said, I think EJ Liddell is going to be the pick and should be the pick for the Bulls since the second week of the offseason. Bulls fans, get your heads out your ass, man. Stop being in your goddamn feelings. Yes, be passionate about this team, right? Be, Be pissed off when things go wrong. Be be happy when things go right, but stop thinking you know better before it gets a chance to happen because you fucking don't. If you did, you would be in the front office. But anyway, high horse aside, the Bulls fans ranking second in the league as far as happiest, according to that specific report, right? Again, don't know how they came up with that report, um, but you know it came from OLBG.com, which is actually a betting site, so be on the lookout for that. Uh, but next on up, we just got a funny topic here. ESPN ran a whole segment on a ball sack sports post. What the fuck? Like, this is why the national media is the joke that it's becoming. When ESPN, the largest, the largest sports coverage outlet in the world, did not check their fucking sources to realize they were they were reacting and running a fake ball sack, ball sack sport. Come on, man. 
whoever the editor was of that show, whoever came up with that topic, whoever did anything in regards to that, that saw ball sack sports and thought, yeah, let's go ahead and run this. Yeah, ball sack sports. It's good. Let's go ahead and run this. What the fuck is wrong with ESPN? What is, like, they did this live on air. They quoted a ball sack sports article. Everybody in this creative landscape that I have worked with knows for a fact Ball sack sports is a joke and not even something to take seriously. It's a parody account. Come on, man. Come on, fam. Like, how, how, how do we get here? How do we get here? How do we get to the, the fact of a sports outlet? And this is why I always talk about the integrity of some of these outlets that cover these sports. Like, come on, fam. Come on, man. Really? This is what we're doing in 2022 when it's easy to research. Literally, there's a 12-year-old kid in his mama's basement that does nothing but fucking play fucking Fortnite and watches basketball that could have told you this without even research. Oh, that's ball sack sports. Let's 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 go ahead and not take this seriously. But ESPN had Jalen Jacoby and Kendrick Perkins speak on this article, on this headline. That's the world in which we're living in in 2022. Come on, man. We can't. We this 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 can't be life, man. This this can't this can't be life, man. This can't be it. <laughs> Like, come on. Like, and yeah, I talk about integrity a lot in this, right? That's something that I do speak a lot about is the integrity of how I want to cover the sports, the, the integrity and in like everything that I do between Bull Central, Sky Central, Bear Central, everything that I do. I always, always, always want to have integrity in it. I want to try to research. There's going to be things that I absolutely get wrong, right? That's going to happen. But when you have a fucking parody account, that's all they're there to do. And you can't do, you can't trouble yourself enough to do the proper research come on like i said this can't be life man but uh that's it man uh before we go we do have a summer league game today chicago versus the toronto raptors is going down 5 p.m eastern standard time 4 p.m central time for those that are in the central time zone i will be doing it after uh game uh post i don't know if it'll be a live stream but i'll at least have a, a um a video up after the game just breaking everything down with that but uh yeah, that that let me know what you guys how you guys been liking summer league so far. I know there's only been two games. One one solid game from the Bulls. I wouldn't even call it great. Um and then a terrible game from the Bulls. Hopefully we get a little bit of the better Bulls in this one. Um but again, guys, don't read too much into summer league, but it's going to be fun to talk about, you know, you I, I like live streaming cuz it's just like interacting with you guys. We're family. But Bulls play tonight against uh the Toronto Raptors in Vegas. Make sure you guys are tuned in for that as we continue to watch Justin Lewis, Marco Simonovic, Dalen Terry, uh, Javon Freeman-Liberty, Malcolm Hill. Those are the ones that are really to look at on this team because they have some form of contract with the Chicago Bulls. But let me know what you guys think down below. Also, let me know what do you think the score is going to be this one. How many points does Dalen Terry score? If anybody gets it right, per exactly right, I will give you I will give you guys a Chicago Bulls Central t-shirt in white or black. So let me know that down below. But that is it for me for today. Thank you for tuning in to Chicago Bulls Central. Thank you for making this platform what it is and what it will be as we continue to grow. If you want to support or follow me specifically, you can do so at CEO Hayes at C-E-O-H-A-I-Z-E. If you want to follow the show, you can do so at Bulls Central Pod. You can also send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, Pod at gmail.com. And lastly, if you want to leave a text message or a voicemail to be played on our Saturday mailback episodes, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the fastest growing Chicago Bulls focus platform around as we continue to push towards 10,000 subscribers. Once we hit that 10,000 subscriber mark, I will be buying Bulls tickets to a game for a lucky subscriber. So make sure you guys are tuned in for that as well. But that is it for me for today. Like I liked in every episode on Go Bulls. Love you guys. 
Peace. And see red, people. Come on, man. See red. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.